Hello, Tile friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Tile Money Podcast. Tile Money is brought to you by the National Tile Contractors Association and is sponsored by Latacree International. Now, today's episode is a special announcement episode. I've got Ron Nash sitting here with me today. How are you, Ron? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Good, good. I'm excited because um, you know we've been working on some ways that we can provide value to the listeners, and we've come up with this concept. And so, friends, I'm excited to share it with you, and we both want to hear your feedback. Um, this is going to be a, a short introduction to the new Tile Money Tips that are sponsored by Latacree, of course. And what we want to do here for the next um, course of the coming weeks and possibly months is talk about and really zone in on negotiation tips. Now, friends, this is very important as business owners. Oftentimes, we don't even realize we're negotiating, but we are. Um, so, Ron, can you introduce why this is such an important topic for us tile contractors? Great. Um, okay, so the, the great thing about tile money is that you're, you're focusing on what I think is really important in the tile business, which is, okay, we don't do this for merit badges. <laughs> you know, um, we're not trying to become Eagle Scouts here. We're, we're, yeah. we're actually trying to put food on the table, and we're trying to grow business. Exactly. I'm going to that as, as, a, as a okay. So um, in my world uh, in business, negotiation is really important and we're doing it all the time. Um, so because of that, uh, the tips section, why would I sponsor the tips? Well, I think that sure I could sell you guys on Lady Creek products. I do that all day long, but I'd really like to touch the heart of helping people improve their businesses. And what I've noticed as I've traveled, as I've talked to contractors, um, a lot of them have not ever had any formal discussions on how to create good, lasting, enduring business relationships and how to create good deals. Mm -hmm. Meaning um, it becomes very rote and transactional. People just want to put together an estimate, deliver it to a customer. In the perfect world, they'd like that customer to never question them. <laughs> just right. take, okay, it take, it's $100,000 to do this uh, whole tile job, great, here's a check, have a great day. Yeah. Unfortunately, we know that that's really rare. If ever does that ever happen, you always have to have some way to express the proposal, some way to express uh, the value that you're providing as an installer or as a business, and some way to exchange trust in a, in a relationship. And so that really is negotiation. Yeah. And guess what? It's also a sneaky way of me teaching sales tactics as well, because nothing gets installed until someone says yes. Nothing. And your business will not grow until you get someone to say yes to you. Yeah. So I'm really interested in helping other people. Now, to give you a little background of where this information came from, um, if you were a new sales rep for me, um, I would give you a training that's very similar to this. And I've also taught my people how to train uh, new employees on, on how to do this. So what I've done is I've broken down some of our training and I've kind of made it applicable for everyone. And uh, I've used a lot of the source material. And just so you know, a lot of it's not out of my head. I'm not <laughs> professing to be like some sort of a guru. Um, this is training that I've had invested in me that I'm passing down to you. 
Um, I've been trained in, in big name places. I, I want, don't want to try to sell you on a resume. You'll take the information. It's, if it works for your business, great. And, and hopefully the goal of, of this for me and, and Luke is that we have a series that you're not going to get in in one go. You got to come back, get the next tip, come back, get the next tip. And I'm excited about being part of that. And I'm excited to see the comments underneath it to see what people are using. Cause I'm going to be challenging people. That's a good point. And, and this will only, this will work best when we get more interaction. So we're really excited to get the interaction and get the questions coming in because here we have friends at our fingertips, Ron Nash, um, <laughs> Lady Cree, I mean, I don't, know. I don't know. I'm just a normal guy. I just, you're I just, a normal guy, but you are, you know, very involved in the sales. Um, I am involved from a That's high true. level. That's true. That's so, true. I so, do get a chance to put together a lot of deals. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to go through an outline right mm -hmm. now. And my goal is, our goal is we're going to, I'm going to tell you what we're going to talk about. And then each of these points will be an individual episode. Great. And after everything's said and done, um, it'll be up to the audience whether we continue on or whether we go some different route or whatever. Um, but I'm at least in for the outline that I'm going to talk about now, okay? Perfect. So, um, so let's just talk about the comprehensive, effective negotiator, right? Um, we're going to talk about uh, modes of negotiation. Okay. We're going to talk about sometimes you're in a cooperative mode with a customer, meaning both of you are kind of looking at the same problem at the same way and you want to solve something. How do you deal with that profitably? Sometimes you're in a competitive mode where someone is literally trying to take money from you right. for something. How do you, how do you navigate that? Um, an organizational mode. Some of you in, in out there will sell to larger organizations. You work with large general contractors or developers or those kind of things. We, there are tactics that are different when you're working with multiple people or bigger organizations. Um, we're going to talk about the personal mode as well. Like when you're just exchanging trust one with another um, or building business one with another. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about concession making. What's the to give a concession? And by the way, I, we're not just talking about money. We're not just talking about money. We're talking about time. We're talking about, um, you know, pretty much anything that you would give to someone else to get something else. How do you, how do you, that's one that? of the things that I enjoyed most about going over these um, notes that you sent me, Ron was, it's, you know, when I think negotiation, the first thing that comes to my mind is money. But friends, it goes so much deeper than that. Way deeper. In fact, I want to pause right now and say the goal of this is not to teach you a bunch of tactics to chisel someone or to, you know, extract more money in a greedy fashion. Perfect. Yes. The goal of this is to help you build long lasting, enduring and profitable relationships between a buyer and a seller. Perfect. Okay. Because we're not doing our job if we're not creating long lasting, healthy, happy relationships. And by the way, people who have been trained well on deal making actually have a much smoother relationship and the customers are generally happier. Yeah. 
um, they're happier. In many cases, they spend a lot more money. <laughs> it just so happens that, you know, when you start balancing value and needs, we'll talk about that later. All right. So we're going to talk about power. Um, how do you build power? What are, you know, a lot of people don't realize that there are two sides of a coin, a buyer and a seller, but the pressure on both sides of that coin is actually equal. If, if a person has a desire or needs to buy something, there's a b- amount of pressure there. Yeah. If a person has to sell something, there's, a, there's some pressure there. And oftentimes, people that are in sales especially, they start thinking, oh, well, the buyer has all the power. And in actuality, in a true relationship, it's an exchange. And so we, we talk about how to build that power, how to balance that equation, how to build, how to build some good things. We're going to talk about, uh, sorry, I'm looking at my notes. Um, we're going to talk about information gathering. Mm-hmm. Information is power. How do you get information? Uh, we're going to talk about testing pricing. Like, you know, how, how do you know that buying something that the, the price is firm? Mm-hmm. You know, America, you know, I know you have a lot of international uh, listeners, but in America, people are so used to just walking up to a counter and, um, you know, a cafe latte at, at Starbucks is $5. Right. They just put the $5 down and they move on. They don't realize that, you know, there even is a way. And matter of fact, part of the exercise we're going to do is I'm going to be challenging people to ne- go negotiate on something using what we're talking about that you feel is not negotiable. Okay. And I think you'll be very surprised. And, and we have some games we'll play. Cool. Um, let's see. I'm going to talk about uh, the dynamics of aspiration levels. So a lot of times, especially in contracting, and I'm a recovering general contractor. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> but, um, you know, when you get, deliver a, a bid to someone, mm-hmm. oftentimes people don't have an aspiration to that, meaning – I would really, I have a target of a goal to make X number of dollars, right? And we know that in a negotiation, especially when someone says something as simple as, can you lower your price or can you do better than that? That, listen, there are a lot of things you can do to help keep your target price close to where it needs to be in order to be profitable. And we'll talk about tactics on how to do that. Um, We'll talk about fun tactics like the nibble. I'm not going to waste it, but the nibble, the crunch. Um, I'm going to teach you how to flinch. I'm going to give you an example. Okay. Um, Tell me that that coffee is $7, Luke. Uh, Here's your coffee, Ron. This is uh, $7. American dollars? (laughs) That's called a flinch. Okay. (laughs) Now, it makes people laugh, but what it does is it also disarms people, right? And if you want to open a negotiation, how do you open a negotiation without being offensive? Mm-hmm. Right? So there are ways that you can do that. So I just gave you a little tidbit. Very nice. Yeah. Um, and we got a bunch of those and they're going to be kind of um, interdispersed without the whole thing. Let's see. Another one is talking about the total cost of a, of a job. A lot of people negotiate on a single point, right? Oh, um, for me in my world, it's like, oh, that bag of Multimax Lite is too expensive. Right. When in actuality, when you look at the overall cost of the job and what value that particular bag might be supplying, net net, it might be actually the least expensive. What do? But to think about that, and and all, I I obviously I I immediately revert back to my own world. But the point is, you'll see what I'm talking about. 
Yeah. Uh, let's no, see. I like I like that illustration, and I do use that tactic for larger jobs. Like, okay, yeah. we're gonna do three three showers, some floors, and the backsplash. I can, you know, negotiate maybe on the backsplash. Correct. Right. Exactly. So we'll we'll talk about how how to structure those things ahead of time too. We'll talk about planning. Yeah. You know, people that go walk into a deal with a plan do a lot better than those without one. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. We'll talk about phone negotiations. How many of you guys, contractors, do negotiations over the phone? Did you, realize, yeah. did you realize that negotiating over the phone is the, almost a surefire way to lose? Because you have, no, you have no feedback. You have no way to respond. There's all kinds of things we'll talk about there. Win-win okay. um, tactic. We'll talk about something I think is really interesting is service contracts. Okay. Now, a lot of, a lot of installers don't think about keeping a lifetime a lifetime relationship with a customer, you know, and I know that there are some, uh, I think it was Trask. Was, does yeah. Trask, is Trask the one that goes back and, and uh, will do yep. maybe a cleanup or whatever? There are ways that you can structure service contractors that help you go, service contracts that help you go back to a customer, provide additional lifetime value, and also gain additional work. So there's some good things there. We'll talk about Building the highest amount of strat uh, satisfaction with a, with a client. That's very important. And then finally, we'll talk about walkaways and deadlocks. Because you always have to learn if a person just, if you cannot come to a deal, what's a good way to walk away but leave the door open? What's a good way to deadlock? And is sometimes a deadlock a good thing so that it can bring a different change down the road that might be, be able to help you uh, make a better deal? Yeah. So that's the first part of the course. Yeah. And, and um, I, I can do it in a lot of different ways, but we also have just a linear fashion. I could just go down the outline and, and yeah. uh, you know, my, my goal is that we've structured these tips to stand alone. Yep. Luke and I have a little conversation. We, we don't take very much time, but there's they're something that we can continue to build and build and build. And I'd love to hear people's experience if they try the tactics. Yeah, I like it a lot. And, and friends, these short um, tips will be about five minutes long. They will be inside each Tile Money episode, um, probably towards the beginning. And um, they will be something that you can put into action. In other words, right. we could speak for two hours on this. We could speak for two days. But will you put it? Will you be able to put it into action? You know, right. we want the short, the short tips, um, something you can do today in your business. That's really what we're striving for here. So I'm Correct. looking forward to this. I'm I'm excited, Ron. Thank you. Yeah, and I have a passion for it. I mean, I I do a lot of training on it, and it's fun. I I like to challenge people. Like my first thing I would say is, okay, we talked about a tactic today. Uh, you know, the flinch. Yeah. I challenge you when someone ask you something and you want to start a negotiation. By the way, it doesn't have to be money. When I have little kids, every time I had to go put them to bed, okay, it was a negotiation. Yeah. Right? So learn to negotiate on things that are not money. And, and I think that you'll find that your business life will become smoother. When someone asks you to lower your price, it'll be less offensive. Yeah. You know, I, I, I I watch a lot of posts online and I see a lot of people that will take text message shots of, of, you know, Hey, your price is too high and those kind of things. And I see a lot of posts underneath that people get angry about it. Yeah. 
And I can understand that emotion. I know why people, because they're emotionally involved in putting the, the estimate together and all those things. My thing is, to me, that's like music. When someone opens up the, the orchestra to me and says, hey, you got to lower your price. You got to do better than that. To me, that's telling me a bunch of feedback right away. First of all, they want me. Yeah. Otherwise, they just don't even communicate with you. They just ghost you. You're, they're gone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I would rather have the opportunity to say, hey, let me express my value to you or, or let me, you know, let's talk about the deal. Let's talk about what else you have going. Let's talk about, you know, whatever, but keep the conversation going. Wow. And I will find that when you do that and you're disciplined, <laughs> which is always hard, yeah. um, when, when you do that, you'll do better over time. And the goal with gaining a skill like this is not, just being yes the world changes for you it's that you can you it's not it's not that you wake up you know like you wake up tomorrow and you're just going to be perfect the idea is that over time you're doing a little better incrementally a little better a little better a little better and then three years from now you're making a lot more profit your business is a lot more stable and you're a lot happier nice and look what I do for Laticrete, it's exactly that. I try to get my team out in the field asking people for business, really, ultimately, yeah. trusting us, exchanging trust, and supporting long-lasting relationships. That's our goal, and that should be your goal as well. And I hope, I really hope that just having this as a vehicle that we might be able to help a lot of people do it. I'm confident we will, Ron, and I'm, I'm excited about it. And so, friends... Um, starting next week, you will hear these, these two tips inside the next week's two episodes. So yep. stay tuned for this. Um, I'm very excited. Uh, what Ron has put together here and taking the time is, is, very, is very cool. So thank you again, Ron. And I can't wait to record these next two tips with you. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay.